Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I am open to receive from each opportunity that which is for my highest good. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we're talking today about seeing practitioners, which I honestly hope if you're listening to the show is something that you do you really really should be doing it as almost like a course of self-directed study or or your private homework no one's going to make you go to holistic practitioners no one's going to be checking in to see if you did did it and you know how you went and and that kind of thing this is something which you need to spend the time and the money to do just for you just because you believe in the power of self-development okay and you can go back and listen to heaps of shows Jane and I've done, for example, the How to Heal Your Blocks episode and Top Thought Changing Gurus episode, where we've given lots of different modalities, therapies, techniques, practitioners that you guys can go out and Google to find in your local area. Okay. And what Jane and I want to do today is take that a little bit deeper and say, if you are trotting off to these sorts of practitioners, how can you arm yourself with the best possible intent you don't necessarily need to do a lot of research before you go but what are you bringing in through the door you know almost before you even get there to get the most out of that session Jane what I find interesting about this is that both Beck and I have both had um, clients that at various points I've shook my head and thought what are you doing here what is it you want from me and I think they're paying good money to spend time with me but it's like it doesn't matter what you say it's not what they want to hear and I know often, particularly with psychics, people will spend money to get proof of whether somebody's any good or not. And I think now you've just kind of wasted, you've wasted your time, you've wasted your money, you've wasted the practitioner's time. So I thought giving some good guidance on how to get the most out of the time that you've booked in, if you've booked in for somebody for an hour, how can you get the best value out of it? What are some of the questions that you can ask? What should you be doing to make sure that you get the absolute best out of that therapist or practitioner or healer, teacher, leader, whoever it is that you're seeing, Mm. so that you can really turbocharge your growth? It's interesting, Jane, when you say people will pay money just to go in and and just see, just to check for proof and stuff. Um, I do think very early in some people's journeys, they do need to do a little bit of that maybe. Absolutely. When they're first starting out, and it's totally new and it's totally gobbledygook to them that they will need to just go and put themselves in the energy of someone. And most times it's a bit like that episode with Jane, the funny side of spirituality. I was just thinking about that. That was, oh, I did yeah. laugh at that. Some <laughs> of the first times that you meet someone who's so deeply and far along the spiritual path, you'll actually think they're completely wacko and you'll come away laughing and thinking that was crazy. I spent money on that. But it's very important often for both the client and the practitioner to come into that awkward vibration that comes together when two people are sort of agreeing to spend their energy together but it's not really clicking yeah but well part of that though is the setting of the intent you know we talk about that a lot in in all sorts of areas of life and I think when you're going in for a healing or a session it's important to do the same thing what is it that you want out of this time with this person now it may be I want belief I want to start to believe in this method. Now, whether it's a psychic, it's kinesiologist, muscle testing, it doesn't matter what it is. I want to believe in either this method or this person because 
if I feel like I can believe in the method, then I want to invest more time with more sessions so that I can really invest my emotional and my emotions in gaining the shifts that you're wanting to get. Right. So if you're going into question, then that should be your intent. But let the practitioner know that. And be open You know, absolutely. Go in and say, look, I'm not here to test you, but I am here to see if we are a match because I do have problems in my life that I'd like resolved and I'd like this to be more of a longer-term project than just one hit or miss session. And so I'm really shopping around for somebody that's going to be a good match. So I've got some questions I want to ask you or perhaps you've got some wisdom that you can share with me so that I can determine whether we can gel and be on the same page and you're the right practitioner for me. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, I have clients that will email me and say stuff like, you know, well, what are your qualifications or what have you done or what are some of the areas that you're working? No problems at all. And you tell them what you are and you're either a match or you're not. Yeah. Because if they're not a match, I don't want to work with them because it's not good for either of us. This is what I have. Do you think you can help me with this? I've been to other people. They haven't been able to help me. How do I know you can? Sometimes there's a bit of that and we'll go into that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, well, we'll go into that now. I think that's, you know, again, what is your intent? I have this problem. Are you the person that's dealt with that? Now, if you email or have a phone conversation with with a practitioner and say that this is what my, my problem is, that person's going to know instantly whether that's something they can absolutely help you with or not. And hopefully they'll and, be honest about and, it. <laughs> but why would you take on someone you can't? Like, I mean, I've got a whole list of different Insecurity, therapists that I... Wanting more money? If, if somebody's not right for me, yeah. that I flip them to. Right. Because, yes, but then I refer back to our lack of abundance podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, right. You but this is, this is that whole thing about every... When you are actually a practitioner yourself, and those of you listening who are, know this... Every client that comes to you is also a gift and a lesson and a mirror. And that's why often you get cluster effects. For example, lately I've had three people with terminal cancer. Why? Obviously the universe thinks I need to work on cancer vibration at the moment with my patients. I need to scratch up on that area of people who are terminally ill or whatever. Um, When I was writing my book, How to Get the Date, and I was doing it chapter by chapter of of, um, self-sabotaging behaviour, I would have for that next few weeks, everybody had the same problem. Yeah. It certainly made the coaching practice easy. (laughs) And then as I finished writing that chapter, it would literally shift overnight that the next lot coming in would have a different problem. It was really fascinating. Yeah, this is very clever. clever. So the practitioner is is needing to get just as much out of this as you are as the client in terms of that that bond or bridge that is being met in the middle. The energy needs to be right for both players. Well, if you you want to do your best work as as a practitioner, it's got to be at the highest vibration and, and it's a vibrational alignment. So I'm either going to have to raise my vibration or low my, lower my vibration for whoever's walking in the door. Right. Now, ultimately, I want to keep raising. So I want to work with the highest vibrating clients I can to be able to really help them shift their stuff. Now, that doesn't mean that they are highly evolved. That just means that their intent is to shift this thing. So on whatever issue they have, their intent is very clear that they want this problem gone. Yeah, it's going to be. And if they're committed yeah. to it, that is a high vibration. Much it's, more powerful. If yes. the two of you are both we're working on this block. Yeah, we're on the same page. We're exactly, we're going to keep digging until we get it. And when you have that commitment with a client, you can you just turbo boost it. It just happens so much faster. Yes. And, of course, the flip side is if you're the practitioner and someone's coming in saying, well, I'm just kind of trying this out and I'm not really sure and I've never done this before and I don't know if I believe in it but I just want to see and da 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 da, da. Often it might be because there's an aspect of your business, yourself, 
but still looking to see, am I good enough? Can I deliver? Can I provide? And there's that proof thing being mirrored back to you about, you know, you wouldn't have attracted in, in if you needed that particular lesson that week. You know, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. it is. So setting your intent is very important. So the first thing is, you know, set your intent of, am I going to explore this person as a potential person to be working with long term? Or am I going in because I already understand and feel whether it's intuitively or whether it's, You've, you've gathered your research and evidence that this person is the right fit and I'm really excited to make this booking because I'm going to really work hard to bust through whatever issue it is I'm presenting with. Yeah. And if that is the case, you know, go in there with that intent and, and start your session with them by saying, this is the biggest problem I feel I have in my life at the moment and this is what I'm really hoping you can help, help me with. Yeah. So you've set that intent. But I always find when I, okay, I remember one healer saying, are you kidding me? You actually do that, Jane? Every healing I've ever gone for, I always call in my team from upstairs management, as Beck would say, and I ask for the healing that I am hoping for. And then I say that or something better for my highest good. And this healer was actually quite amazed that I surrendered that much. And he said to me, are you kidding? That's full-blown surrender, Jane. Like you could get some doozies come out of this. <laughs> But I have divine trust that it's all okay and I only get what I can handle. That's right. You're and never I want to turbocharge it. Like, let's hurry up and move this shit, you know. Oh, um, so I find that's a really cool one. Now, when you do that, though, when you do say that or something better for my highest good, you have to recognize that you're going down the rabbit hole and you have to trust your practitioner that they might take you down an area that's different from what you thought. And funnily enough, you go down the rabbit hole and you start digging out all this stuff and then at the end of the hour, you actually come back out with your original problem solved, but it wasn't solved in the way you thought it was going to solve. I love it. So you kind of got to get yourself out of your own way. But another degree of that, that element of surrender is when you do go in thinking, okay, I've rocked up today with my money to work on this. If the body, which is a very mysterious thing, takes you in a different direction, you do have to go with it. And if you come out having worked on something completely different, you just got to trust that that was the first step that was needed to get to, to get to that. That's right, the multi layered that, thing. That thing might be three more sessions off because there's other onion skins that need to come off first before you're even ready for that. Mm. So there is a lot of trust. And, that, and this brings us back to the importance of selecting your practitioner. There does have to be a lot of trust and faith put in the hands of the practitioner who's taking you in this vulnerable moment to guide you. I think being a psychic, I find a huge feeling of moral and ethical responsibility for the fact that people come to me at the most vulnerable time of their lives. Now, you don't go to a psychic when you're feeling fantastic. You go to a psychic when you feel like you genuinely have no idea which way to turn. You know, terrible things have happened or you've lost faith or you can't see the wood for the trees. Maybe your health's down. Maybe you've been depressed. Maybe, you know, all kinds of stuff. And here come these innocent little souls blinking their big wide eyes you know and they're putting everything their, their self-esteem is being put into my hands and that is a huge sacred responsibility and I'd speak to all of you I know those of you who are the practitioners listening you know or maybe sometimes we forget just how much our words you know this person walks out the door and we you know go home and cook dinner and pick up the kids and forget about it but our words might be ringing in that person's head for the next five weeks or five months you know so just be very very precise with the language you use with the intent that you bring and the energy that you both hold well i want to touch on what happens when you are in the energy of somebody that you've booked in to see and it's not a match i actually had a healing once 
that was the last time I went to this person. I'll never go back. And if it was happening now, it happened a long time ago, but if it was happening now, I actually would have got off the table and left. But that would have, at that time, would have taken a lot of confrontation of a very dynamic and powerful person that I didn't have the confidence to be able to match the energy to terminate that healing session. But it was really dreadful. Um, when I went in, we shared some chit chat and there was something that I said that pressed a trigger in that healer. And I had the worst healing. I had to then go and find somebody very, very clever to help me undo that healing. What happened? It, like I said, what do you think happened in the healing? Was it like an energy bombardment of the wrong sort or like a... Yes, yes. Like I, a, was, I was, uh, it was almost like a psychic attack. Right, psychic attack. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't wanna, we don't want to put that out to scare people either. No, 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 no. no. And look, I've had so many, I can't even tell you how many different healings and sessions and courses and whatever I've gone on. Um, and it's the only time it's happened. But what did you learn from that experience? Was that if I ever was at trying anything new again and... My intuition kicked in, the hairs on the back of my neck went up, my stomach started saying this isn't right. Mm. I actually would just say, you know what, I'm actually not sure that I'm right. I don't think I'm ready for this. I'd make a nice gracious exit, say thank you so much for your time. Um, I know that as a healer it's important that you see through your work on this occasion. Happy to have paid you, but I actually need to end it now. Uh, I've just gained some clarity and I need to leave. I think selecting a practitioner, look, it's no different to trying to find the right hairdresser or the right gynecologist or anyone who's going to be doing stuff that's intimate and personal. You know, you talk to your friends, you get referrals, you hear what their experiences are, you do your Google research or whatever, and a name will jump out or a phone number will have like a 444 in it or something will happen and it'll just be in that suburb that's right next to your house and you'll think, this just feels really meant to be. And you really, before you've even met the person, you'll feel their energy coming out towards you. You, You'll get a a feeling off their website or off their business also, these days, most websites will have, most, most practitioners will have mailing lists. And if you're unsure, you join the mailing list. And the reason that people have mailing lists, that they pump out loads of free content, is to build rapport, is so that you get the opportunity to really get to know that person and see, am I right for you? Are you right for me? And that's why they do it. So jump on their newsletters and subscribe to their uh, blogs or whatever it is they've got going yeah. and just sit back and watch for a while and see if they feel like a good match. Or just go on your gut instinct and if it's immediate and someone says a name and you've been looking for something just like that and there it is, it's a divine gift, it's in your hand, bring them up that afternoon, bang. Sometimes that's meant yeah. to be as well. Yeah. You know? um, so I was going to say um, about homework. So I liked, I'd like to think that anyone who's going to go drop anywhere upwards of 150 bucks or whatever an hour on a therapy session of any description is going to come of having done a little bit of homework. You'd think that would, as in, they know why they're there and sort of what they're hoping to get from it. Yeah. You'd think that would be a given. But it is amazing. In Jane's experience, my experience, when I talk to other practitioners, and, and we all have share this thing, we say, don't you hate it? We say behind our hands, we spring, don't you hate it? When someone rocks up and we say, now, why are you here today, Amelia, or whatever? What, what would you like to, how would you like to use this hour? Oh, I don't know. Just um, just whatever you want to tell me, really. And I just think to myself, are you serious? No, of course they're not serious. Either they're not very skilled in self-inquiry and they're not used to digging around and, and looking at their own issues and like I do because I'm turbocharged insane. I keep a, like a list in the back of my diary, like my weekly scheduler, 
of bullet points of everything I'm going to work on the next time I get into my next session because like every, and then I'll be driving on a Tuesday stressing about something go right that's it got to write that one down working on that one next time you know I just love the minute they come up I like to stamp on them you can't tell me you're going to be spending an hour with someone and you just sort of want to hear whatever they just kind of come up with are you yeah. kidding try and come up with and, and if that is you and you do find that that you know you want to get down this part go down this path but you really don't know what you want fixed just ask yourself what's the biggest problem you've got in your life right now the other interesting thing I find is that, so I used to just book in regularly for a, a clearing, energetic clearing, healing, whatever, you know, once a month. Like a clean-up job. It was just, yeah, it was just. medicine. Yeah, exactly. It was just done once a month. Mm. And I would think, it'd be, you know, I'd look in my diary that week and think, oh, in two days I'm going off for that and think, oh, I haven't really got anything I need to work on. But you put it out but there. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> because I'd made that appointment the 24 hours before I learned to not make too many commitments because that's the day all the shit's going to hit the fan. It's fascinating. It comes through. It, it comes does. through. The stuff that I need to work on comes through the day before. It always does. And I find that really clever. And so you've kind of got to be open to look for it. Say to the universe before your appointment, show me. Show me what it is that's the thing that you want your direct me to this person to do, yeah. you know. Yeah. When we do, when I work with teenage girls in schools and, and we get them to go around and talk about what's going on in their life, and sometimes you get these really closed cases, arms crossed, body language, not going to go there, not going to talk about my feelings, you can't make me. And they're totally clammed up. And so I'll say to them, when's the last time you cried? And they have to tell me that because every teenager knows. It was usually that morning or yesterday, you know. And I'll be like, oh, Tuesday, why did you cry? Who made you cry? My sister. What was going on there? You know, she treats me like shit or she bullies me. Okay, let's talk about that. There it is. There's your entry point straight away, yeah. right? That's a good one, isn't it? What so was the last thing you cried ask over? Ask yourself, what was the last thing that either got you really insert strong emotion here, strong negative emotion here. What was the last thing that you cried over? Yeah, what was the last thing that made you feel like a 10 out of 10 level of stress? Here's another one that my coach, my um, business coach uh, says, what keeps you up at 2 in the morning? Good one. What wakes you <laughs> up at 2 in the morning? Good one. It's all that kind of stuff and you people know what we mean. You know what we mean. And, you know, likewise me as a practitioner, what I've learned is, and, and any, any of you who've booked a reading with me will know this, is that I now send off as part of my confirmation email a list of points which I want the people not not to think about. I'm not. I've had people say to me, "Do I have to write answers to all these?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." I'm giving you the answers to these, but these are some questions that you might want to look through and tick the ones that apply to you. So just just it's like I'm giving them a little. It's a, a, a really sheet. helpful cheat sheet. I yeah. remember the first time I booked into because I actually came. That's how I met Beck. Was that she'd done a reading for a friend of mine, and a friend of mine said, "You could have gone see this chick. She's really amazing." Blah blah blah. So I booked in, and I got the email confirmation. Come back, and it had. Well, give some examples like life purpose and yeah, um, like, um, health, um, relationships. Pull it up. Yeah, um, it's, it's all that sort of stuff. It's questions like um, what is my life purpose? How can I be more creative? What are my emotional blocks? What are my spirit guides most want me to know in this lifetime? Have I had past lives? Who are my guides? All that kind of stuff. And some people will tick every single one and say all of it. And other people will tick two or three and say this is what I'm working well, on. Well, I've got a funny story about that. So the first one I, I had my intent, so that list was great because I was able to then put it in priorities because you think – Gosh, you don't know how much you're going to get through in an hour. So I just thought, well, I'm just going to put it through. Now, let me tell you, anybody who has not booked a reading with Beck, she gets through a lot. In case you haven't noticed, she talks really fast. Has anyone noticed that I talk heaps fast? <laughs> Do you know how often I've been told off in my life? 
It's either by my mother or people on radio who tell me I talk too fast. People slow down. We used to get that all the time on Soul Sisters. I and I just, oh, well, I can understand it. The well, record it, press play and listen to it a Actually, second time. Actually, even on this show, God bless you all, there's one beautiful person who listens to I know, stops it and then plays it again slower or plays it three times because we just go, we do go fast. Yeah, but sometimes that's the content too. That's where you've got to listen yeah. to something to, to really get the concept. I do that with, not, not just with our mm-hmm. podcast, but with other podcasts I listen to. Right. Or I read a book and I think, you know what, I might be reading it before I fall asleep and I think that was a big paragraph I'm not going to go any further I'm going to reread that again tomorrow Absolutely. I want to really absorb it so and that can be what? a richness of content when you go into certain types of these sorts of holistic practitioners and sessions you can ask to record and this go I always away. have my clients record them yeah. because then I what that allows them to do I don't want them to get stuck on I must remember that because then it's going over and over in their mind and I've actually lost the connection with them. Yeah. They've stopped taking in new information. They start holding their breath or short breaths because they're trying to retain something. And, I have people, and if you record it, they can just stay going down the rabbit hole with me. You know? Yeah, they need to get they need to absolutely Jane, just get lost in the moment and flow with where it's taking them. Yeah. And I believe I say to them, like I've had people sit there and write copious amounts of notes so much that like you're saying, they're concentrating more on the note taking yes. than the experience of the yes. healing experience that they need to Put the pen down and have the experience. Yeah. And um, and I say to them, listen, just trust me when I say that your subconscious is soaking up everything I'm saying anyway. You might tell me you don't remember anything later, but your body has received almost the imprint of this, the vibration of the healing. It's, it's, and I love it too that I'll often say to people like, um, you will remember what it is that you're most meant to remember and maybe the other stuff you don't need to worry about right now. Okay. But having said that, I always say record it so that we can just actually get out of the way of that so that if you need to remember, you can go back to your recording. But coming back to your list, so the funny story was, so the first time that I booked in with you, I had my list and I did a really long list thinking, well, I put it in the order of priorities because I thought the first couple of things I really wanted to have some guidance and and know what was happening and all of that. And that was fantastic. Anyway, we got through the whole list because Beck is so fast. Now, the next time I booked in, same thing happened. And then the third time I booked in, and bearing in mind, this were probably like a year apart or something, like it's not something that I was doing all the time. It was when I needed to. It was when I thought I really needed some guidance. Um, the third time I wrote my list, but I left it in the car and then we were sitting down and I went, oh, no, I've left my notes in the car. And Beck said, oh, don't worry about it. Let's just go with it. Well, the spirit guys can read it. <laughs> and Well, exactly, because then an hour later I'm back in my car and I get the list and guess what? Everything on the list was covered off, everything. That's and funny. I thought that was gorgeous. Well, the spirit guys don't care if it's in the car or on your lap. They can read it wherever it is in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> now, Jane and I are going to talk today. This is a really important part of today's topic. It's what happens if you are a serial therapy goer You've had a block that you've had for years and you're now in that line of um, belief where you say, oh, no one can fix me. I've been to so many people. No one can shift my block. No one can do it. Have you had people say things like that to you, Jane? I've been like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll, just, I'll just hand the baton across to you then, Jane. You know, I still hand over the money. Look, it is about self-belief that is that really does come down to self-belief and it's not actually about the practitioner and you have to have faith that if each practitioner each moment in life regardless of whether it's with a practitioner or in everyday conversations with people the dots are being joined the information is being gathered Mm. 
the knowledge getting, is being received. You're always getting something. Always. And so you have to have that faith that there are no mistakes in the universe, that everything is leading you to what it is your intent is. Stick to your intent, remain focused, um, remain in vibrational alignment for you to receive that that it is that you're wanting and the knowledge, the wisdom, the dots, everything's going to be joined. It'll all come together. So try to not be too skeptical when you're going in. It's like go in with an open mind of, you know, this might be, the straw that breaks the camel's back. You never know. This might be it. And you might gain clarity at the end and say, well, that problem, it wasn't actually really solved by the practitioner that solved it. It was that that practitioner gave me a jigsaw puzzle piece that I was missing. Yeah. I had gathered most of the jigsaw puzzle. And look, honestly, I think that mine's like about a 5,000-piece jigsaw puzzle. And I feel like I've got 4,990 and there's 10 more to go and they're pretty hard to find. That, the last 10 of the hardest. Yeah. But I'm not going to give up on it because I've joined an awful lot and it's travelled me a long way and gave me a lot of success through it. We all know that uber spiritual person who's been doing spiritual stuff for 22 years and they've been to every retreat and sweat lodge and this and that and they're one of the most blocked people that you know, mm. right? And <laughs> I think that there's one thing that tends to happen like where you get a bit, how do I word it? It's, the one word is avoidance activities. One word for it is where you keep doing things which create noise rather than actually sitting with yourself and going right into the pain yourself. You keep wanting other people to fix or heal it for you. And so you keep reading books or chiming bells or, you know, sniffing smoke or rubbing crystals together and doing all of these this expensive paraphernalia and I'll just go out and spend money on this and I'll just go and clean up that corner of my feng shui and I'll just go and do this. And none of it's actually dealing with the real stuff which is, which is deep, deep, deep inside you. And I would refer you at this point to the episode that Jane and I recorded about What's it called? Jane embracing your magnificent self. I can't yes. Remember. What's it called? It's the one where uh, we're scared of our own light. I think not, it is embracing magnificence, not our own darkness. Yeah, it's it's the one where you're actually not scared about. You were scared about who you would be if these blocks were yeah, taken away. That's right. Scared exactly so of how amazing you actually can be. You know, like I remember a theater healer years ago saying to me something like, "Sometimes you'll get someone who comes in and they can't be healed, and the reason why is, let's say, for example, this person's in a wheelchair. They're not going to have the miraculous faith spiritual healing." Because they're addicted to that disability paycheck, or they're right. addicted to some payoff they get from well, being disabled. Doctor Phil would say, "Is how's it working for yeah, you? It's working for you on some level. On some level that you're actually not ready to surrender yet, because yeah. there's fear around how I, would I support myself without the disability check if I've never been trained or anything, or whatever it is in the particular. But it was like, not, you know, the, you know, the people that are really overweight, and one of their part, husband and wife, and one of them is, you know, the, the severe over overweight. Yes. can't get out of bed yes and then they lose weight and now that partner is, leaves them because they're not dependent on them any longer for their existence i mean human psychology is so fascinating it is fascinating isn't, isn't it, it? Well, but you know it is, and it's like the person who says um you know i haven't got an anger anger problem i read the book on anger problem on anger management <laughs> and you think yeah i'm sure you read the book but did you do the exercise that's the thing because people will start to rock up to the to healing things and therapists and stuff and they start getting shitty and they start saying i know this already i've heard this already i hope people but say they're that not to me. doing the work i know and they say rebecca I've, I've been told this before years ago tell me something i don't know or tell me something and it's like no it's not me that's the problem here you are not integrating at the deepest level you are not going there my darling there are still layers of fears and this is something i want to quickly say about when you go into any therapy or practitioner appointment how much percentage are you taking into the room of how much you really want a healing are you taking 60 percent? are you taking 90 or 110 percent in or are you taking about two percent or are you taking 17 it's like the person that goes to an aa meeting because their husband or wife made them go Correct. versus 
Correct. They're going because they want to commit to change. And if you're walking in the door with an attitude that already says, well, I've done this before and it sort of works but it sort of doesn't and I don't really expect much, well, that's exactly what you're going to get. Law of attraction. Did anyone say <coughs> law of attraction? <laughs> So when you're going in with your setting your intent for what it is that you want, and that is normally to work on a problem, look at what solution you'd like as well, but, but then get out of the way of the in-between. So you go in with, this is the problem I need to have addressed, and this is how I would like to feel at the end of it when it's done. And so then you get the tools in between. But you've got to do the work. You know, you've got to do the work. Before we close up, though, with the affirmation, Beck, mm-hmm. I want to talk about psychic readings with you. Oh. Well, just <laughs> that I I know we've talked about both in my practices and Beck's practice, we've both been looking at ways that we can be working with the people that we most want to work with that are going to get the most shifts. It feels and so much better, doesn't it? It's amazing. There's nothing more exciting than working with somebody that's wanting to make change. Someone from the tribe. And have it happen. And you can, you know, we can bring out a game and the best tools and tips along. And so I know that I've done some changes in my practice to make sure that that happens because, like I've got my uh, sensitivity course. Um Beck, what have you been doing for our beautiful Love Life listeners? Well, I just think off the back of everything we've talked about today, if you're feeling like, okay, I'm going to action this, I'm going to do something for me, and I'm ready to have, you know, a new type of treatment or therapy, or I want to do, I want to look at my own blocks, I want to go there. If you've been thinking of having a psychic reading, I thought I'd push you along and say that, look, I'm, I am very busy at the moment and I'm fully booked, but I'm choosing to make room for 10 special spots i'm going to open up 10 spots in the next two weeks so you can fast track this you can have this right now if you book it now you can have it right now okay so when you go to my website rebeccadeckman.com just go to the bookings page and when you put your booking through whether it's the half hour or the full hour i don't mind but where it says comments in the paypal section it will say comments put a promotional code put just put ll capital ll okay and then i'll know that you've heard this podcast and that you're you're one of the tribe and the first 10 the first 10 are going to get a priority booking with me and we're going to do a really cool, intense session with you. And I'll know that you've heard that. I'll know that you're part of the Love Life Tribe and we're going to go really hard together because I know you guys can handle it. Yay, 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 yay. That's awesome. I am open to receive from each opportunity that which is for my highest good. Thank you so much for joining us today on the wellnesscouch.com with Love Life Show. Of course, we're also on iTunes and we're on Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash Love Life Show. Jane's got a really cool course running at the moment. It's an HSP course. So for those of you who are interested in the highly sensitive people work, Jane, yep. do you want to say anything about that? Yep, that's at my website, janedonovan.com.au. Love to hear from you. And of course, there's co- always life coaching and relationships coaching available from Jane as well. So until this time next week, We urge you to do your homework, do your research, set your intention and go deeper than ever before in your self-development journey. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.